0: welcome back rip city i'm your host tim johnson and this is the busted bucket podcast locally grown here in portland oregon the city of roses city of bridges stumptown pdx this is a show dedicated to rip city and everyone who loves portland basketball joining me are my co-host eric the encyclopedia foster lickety brindle up the middle and gary hassan what's up, what's up we still you know what we should do we should do a, a listener poll to get you a nickname hassan? we need to get you a nickname we need to get you a nickname like i don't know gary the assassin hassan the hassan. assassin <laughs> assassin <laughs> i like it the assassin hassan i like
1: it i like it
0: <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna that's what we'll do we'll do a giveaway i think we should do a giveaway we'll do a a listener giveaway, and then we'll have a contest for Gary's nickname on the show. And you gotta go, whatever, h- however ridiculous it is, you gotta go with it at least for this season.
1: I mean, someone's gonna, uh,
2: someone's gonna roll him, bro.
1: <laughs> so I mean, I've been called Karina. Uh, John's gonna come in with Karina. Mm-hmm,
0: yep. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> I'm for it, man. I. I want to know what the listeners want to call you.
1: It's all... Or they want me to... Really, what they want me to call you. It's all good, man. It's part of the the rookie process. You know what I'm saying? So I got (laughs) to come in and do what I got to do. We got to
0: get you a a foo-foo backpack like the Blazers do with the Rooks. (laughs) (laughs) A little tiny backpack. You got to wear that on every show. (laughs) Oh, we'll
1: wear it to work, too. That's perfect.
0: Yeah. That's right. All right, guys. Let's dive in. So first topic of... The pod, gentlemen, I gotta tell you, Dame is not a superstar. You guys saw that, right? Yeah, from Skip Sayless. Was it Skip or was it uh, was it Jason Tatum's podcast with uh, what's her name, like Taylor Rooks or something?
2: I saw it on. You... Skip. I saw the Skip Bayless tweet it said. Kyrie
0: Irving is a superstar and Damian Lillard is not. Mm-hmm. So I think that was in response
1: to this video. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To Tay- Taylor Rooks claiming that Kyrie's a superstar but Damian Lillard isn't.
0: And her reasoning was bonkers. It was am I'm, I'm sorry to say it, but it was
1: dumb. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. dumb. Gary, you care to expand upon her reasons? That was that was one of the most brutal explanations that i've ever seen and essentially she was just saying because demian never took you know the team to the promised land and won a championship then he he's not a superstar but but the thing is if he's not a superstar then you know guys like john stockton's not a superstar car malone isn't a superstar you know sean kemp some of these guys that have been barkley yeah, Ewing. Yeah, exactly it's crazy right. mark price it, it's chris mullen yeah, it's crazy because it's it It's sad to hear this, too, because I feel like this just makes guys chase super teams and all that stuff, you know, when instead, you know, they could be like Dame and staying loyal to the market, you know, I don't know. It's fucked. Well, my thing is, first of all, let's just be honest. Who the fuck is Taylor Rooks?
0: That's what I'm saying, man. I have no idea. This is the first time I've ever heard of her. Not to like, not to just bash her, just to bash her, but dude. When you come well, out with even, this outlandish stuff, like,
2: who are you? So here's the deal, right? When you have your peers, right? Okay, so you have guys in the NBA who say Dame is the most clutch player in the league. You have other players. You have guys like Patrick Beverly, who just got traded, by the way, saying he's the toughest guy for Patrick Beverly to guard, and Patrick Beverly's, like, first-team, all-defensive uh, point guard in the league. Those guys are saying Damian Lillard is not only a superstar, he's almost unstoppable, right? Right. Who the fuck is Taylor Rooks? Like, why are you, like, <laughs> what right do you have to even speak on it? I mean, I guess if you're a journalist, that's your job, but you got to do some more research and dig into that because the media, you know, posts are out there, social media, Dame is a killer, Dame is, a <coughs> excuse me, Dame is it's a killer, Dame is just
0: He's <laughs> yeah. getting all choked up <laughs> over this. Well, I thought, <coughs> <coughs> it's that Haritos, man. <laughs> it is. Yeah, man, Ta- Taylor Rooks, look, I I didn't even do her the, the justice of looking into who she was because whatever she was saying to Jason Tatum completely discredited anything she has done previously because it was so ridiculous. Not only did she say that Damian Lillard is not a superstar because he didn't take his team to the promised land. She also said he's not a superstar because she, he hasn't played with other superstars. How does that make sense? Explain it to me. Somebody
2: Look, make man, it make
0: sense. Damian Lillard
2: got that 2019 Blazers team to the Western Conference Finals. Like, no offense to anybody on that team. That's a great, well, that was a great team, and it was a really him Him and, fun and his did. But... You look at the team outside of like their top three guys after Nurk got hurt, right? So it's like Dame, CJ, Cantor, really, right? At the mm-hmm. like he took a team that had no business sniffing at a Western Conference Finals berth, and he got them there largely on his play alone. So if he had played with a new, another superstar then he, that might not have been the case. You, you know he it's more impressive to do what he did without another guy than it is with two or three. <coughs> oh, excuse me, that must be the soda again if I'm talking about LeBron. you know
0: <laughs> Well that's the thing. it's like she's gonna say Kyrie Irving is a superstar but Dame isn't yet Kyrie Irving won his chip with LeBron.
1: What did he do without LeBron? Right. Nothing. He never even made the playoffs. Exactly. Right, and like for me, like like I, I hate having these discussions honestly because it's like you see Damian here, loyal to the city, battling through injuries, playing game in game out, you know, giving it his mm-hmm. all, not not playing with any superstars, and then he's being compared to. Steph Curry, who has multiple All Stars, you know All Star head coach, right. and that he's being compared to Kyrie. Kyrie hasn't done anything without Le- Le- Lebron. He can't, you know. And it's and I I I hate having this discussion because if you took Damian off the Blazers roster and gave him the Warriors roster, or gave him the Nets roster, or gave him Lebron, or gave him Lebron, or gave him K- KD, like his. His right. statistics and his health, you know, would obviously be better. But if you look at the, the 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 year that Curry didn't have, didn't have Thompson, didn't have Green, didn't have all these players, he didn't really do too good. And I would, I mean, and I would think honestly that like, if you if you switched roles, could could Curry do what he's doing on the Blazers roster? Could Could, could Kyrie do what he's doing like on the Blazers roster? I don't think so, man. Here's what's going to happen. Dame's going to win a
2: ring. I bet you Dame wins a ring in his career. I'd bet real money on it. You know, if everything is equal. His ring is going to be a Dirk Nowitzki ring. Hmm. And it's going to be that one ring that people go, well, he only won one, but the one that he did win was so impressive. You know... Because of who he had to go through, who he had to beat, the way that he was able to perform—I mm-hmm. mean, mm-hmm. that Mavericks team that Dirk had beat LeBron's first year Heat—a
1: mm-hmm. super team,
0: right?
2: Like, right. probably the best three players ever put on the same team in the history of professional basketball. Right. <laughs> I mean, prime LeBron, prime Bosh, prime Wade. Mm-hmm. I mean. Mm-hmm. I can't think of another threesome that I mean, potent ever in the history the of only, the league.
0: The only one I can think of is Boston's big three that pretty much started it all.
2: Yeah, I mean maybe Parish, McHale, and Bird. I mean maybe, but I don't. Maybe. You know that might be it. That might be the closest one. But other than that, I mean, and Dirk but, won. But that's what But I mean, that's besides the point, right? But that's why, yeah. right? That's why. Like you, you look at who he beat and. What he did And Dirk Staying loyal to Dallas Nash was gone Finley was gone They Mm -hmm. were putting Role players around him And then he went out And and got that ring And that's I think How Dame will do it too You know Eventually it's gonna pay off And the universe works In mysterious ways Guys like John Stockton And Carl Malone Barkley Those guys never got one But guys like Dirk Could sneak one in You know uh, The Toronto Raptors Can win an NBA championship So it can happen now You know Right Like, those guys can get it. So, I mean, if there's anybody who is motivated, it's going to
0: be Dame. Absolutely. And I don't think it's unheard of to think that the Blazers may be able, you know, a year or two down the road, rent a player like Toronto did to help them get to that next level and win that chip. I mean, I'm not against that. Would you guys be upset about that?
1: I would not. I would love to walk down Broadway and, you know, have some – adult beverages possibly and wave some some (laughs) blazer flags and stuff like that and talk about yo like we finally did it like we finally like won a championship but it's like you know you you look at the the Mavericks roster that that year they won the championship and they had Dirk But they had a plethora of, like, veteran players and stuff like that, you know? Pajah? Yeah. Pajah won them some games. Right, dude. They had Pajah, you know, they had Deshaun Watson, Jason Terry, Tyson Chandler, Brennan Haywood, Karan Butler, J.J. Barea. J.Kid. Yeah, J.Kid. And it's like, I don't know, like, I'm just sitting here thinking, like, what type of roster would, like, Portland have to kind of assemble? To, to get to that level, you know, to beat, you know, get past the Warriors or the Lakers or the Bucks or whoever. I, I mean, the the Nets, too. I mean, the, the Nets could be nasty this year with Simmons and, you know, K, KD and Kyrie, man. That team could be filthy, but who knows, man. Two of those guys might not ever even suit up, though, so you never know. Yeah. But, well, you never
0: know, but, I mean, let's talk about the Nets for a minute because – how big is it that KD decided he's going to stick with the Nets now? You didn't decide, real man. He didn't decide. He had four fucking years left on his deal, yeah. and there was nothing well, he could do except okay. either lose all that money
2: or play. <laughs> okay, and the, the Nets, Nets said, decided <laughs> yeah. to play ball
0: with with KD. All right. Either way, there's there's been a truce called. The white flag has been raised. KD staying in in Brooklyn. Kyrie Irving is staying in Brooklyn. Will Ben Simmons play? That's the major question. Man, the only
2: thing bigger, the bigger question in Brooklyn should be whether or not monkeypox is getting under control there. That's like that's the level of news. Like Bossett, like I I'm more concerned about monkeypox coming out of Brooklyn than uh ben? than the Nets. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and just like that, monkeypox has entered the conversation. <laughs> I'm just saying, like New York's getting it bad. I'm like
2: saying man <laughs> i'm just saying
0: all i'm, I'm saying not saying is, where
2: it's coming from i'm not let's, saying let's any go back to what New i'm York saying is, is like that Boston, or detroit i'm oh, not detroit uh, i almost called them brooklyn New is not, just now
0: but brooklyn is going to be they're a not powerhouse if they're not if man simmons plays and they can put that chemistry because the thing is we haven't even seen them play together that's but that's also my point but on paper that's a dangerous team On paper, I would
2: say Ben Simmons hasn't played professional basketball in a year.
1: Yeah. But yeah, I mean... On paper, I'd say... That's that's, that's fair. I'm just saying, if he does play.
2: I'm also saying Kevin Durant... I signed the the recent pictures of him. Seems to have skipped leg day for the last 17 years in the league. What's new, man? His legs are like this big. Eventually, like, you're going to be They call him the
0: Slim Reaper for, for a reason. And he's
2: cold, man, but father time at some point is going to come for somebody who's never put their body in check yeah
0: but but i also feel like guys that are slim like that tend to avoid major injuries more than guys who you know towards the latter half of their career kind of let their their fitness go a bit
2: all right all right well let's put i'm just saying brooklyn like sorry kenny sorry chibs my guy Brooklyn is not the team coming out of the Eastern Conference. <laughs> but
1: if, if no, it's gonna be it's gonna be the Portland Celtics, right, right? The Portland Celtics. But I mean, if if those guys can actually stay healthy, I mean, they have they have some of the best spot up shooters. Like you know, if you're talking about guys that are oh, just sure. shooters, with you know, Seth Curry, and then they got Joe Harris and stuff like that. And if their guys you know can stay healthy and guys are coming out and playing, I mean, they have Ben Simmons. Like this guy is you know where does so there's a question too where do, ben simmons his entire life has played or his entire time in the
2: league has played at the point guard mm-hmm. position now the ball is not going to be in his hands at all this is the same conversation we had about him coming to portland mm-hmm. right like well mm-hmm. he would well, have to play on, a different
0: hold position on a, hold on so no hold a second, no because. hang
2: on so then he has to go play a position right mm-hmm. a different position who's playing the position that he should be playing in?
1: but i think that kevin durant yeah but i think that you're gonna see him like Running a lot with—I mean, obviously starting—but then, you know, if he plays with the the second unit, he's he's going to be able to do all of his all of his top skills and pri- priorities. Because I mean, he he doesn't want to shoot. So, I mean, he can dish to Curry and dish to Harris and stuff like that. Curry's gone. Is he? But they have yeah. They have a uh, T.J. Warren too. So I mean, if that guy's healthy, that's a that's a decent team. I think. I don't know.
0: But at the same yeah. time, who's to say that Kyrie's going to be the distributor? Kyrie can play Girl. off ball. So why why is it No, you're right. You know he, he is. There. Why is it outside the realm of possibility that Ben Simmons is the primary ball handler mm-hmm. and Kyrie's running off mm-hmm. screens, hitting open shots cuz you know he mm-hmm. can? Cut. Boston swept the Nets. The unhealthy, un rostered nets. So,
2: yeah, all those guys that are supposed to be difference makers though, besides Kyrie and Ben Simmons will still play. So I I right? So the Joe Harris is. Yeah. yeah, but the
0: they're Seth all role Curry's. players, man. They're yeah. all role players.
1: So I I I hate the fact that I'm defending this team because I don't like KD, I don't like Kyrie, I don't like Ben Simmons, I don't like any of these guys. But it's like are are we talking about them? Not finishing in the top four of the Eastern Conference, because to me, I think they finish top top I'm A four. little bitter,
2: because I picked them two years in a row. <laughs> come, like I picked, I picked Brooklyn yeah, two but, years but take, in a row coming out. But take I'm, your
0: take your fan goggles off oh. and like look at it realistically. Like that's right, but that's why is, though. It, I'm but really looking at it realistically.
2: Healthy. When when have they been healthy? What 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 gives you? The indication that
0: they're ever going to be healthy. Well, here's the thing. Kyrie, it wasn't health that was keeping him out of games. It was the fact that he wasn't vaccinated, right? No, that it was mental no health longer... that was keeping him out of games. Some of it. Yes, I'm telling you, man, The majority it just... of it was him not getting vaccinated. Wait, what, are, now, what does Rose say? That that's the not an issue. Read the tea leaves. Yeah. Read the tea leaves. What my tea leaves are telling me. <laughs> no. They're not healthy. What, what I'm saying is, let me finish, is that... Kyrie didn't play a lot of those games because he wasn't vaccinated. That is now off the table. So no. Kyrie is going to be able to play these games, right? And if he stays healthy, hold on. If KD can stay healthy for the majority of the season, preferably the second half, hold on. I see you. I see you. Just hold on to it. And if Ben Simmons can get over the mental block of playing basketball in the NBA, that is that is a top Absolutely Gary, a top 4 team in the east. Dude,
1: but they still have Curry, they still have Harris, they still have TJ Warren. Like right. they still have like other role players that are like still dogs, man. Like really Those guys didn't players. get it done
2: for Brooklyn in the playoffs, is what I'm saying. Like they had an opportunity to show Because up and do they were that. going up against starters. Yeah. That's what that's what good role players do, though. Like, your role players are guys in, who can... In limited minutes. No, not in limited minutes. You have guys who are supposed to come off your bench and be able to fill in a starting position over four or five games while a guy is coming off a calf strain or something. That is what you have a bench for. And then when those guys come back, then they go back to a reserve role where they're a microwave or whatever. But listen to me. Kyrie's vaccination thing is true to a certain point. The other problem is... Kyrie still ended up getting hurt.
1: Yeah.
0: Kyrie okay. still got hurt. That's what Kyrie does, though. That's. What, that, <laughs> thank you, Gary. You can say the same thing about Chris Paul. Yeah, I do. Unfortunately. <laughs> unfortunately, we yeah. all do. But well, I'm just saying, you know, like, I'm his just, team made it to the finals. But that's the same reason Not why. Last I go, year. What,
2: yeah. But that's why I always say about Chris Paul. It's like. You know that it eventually, like at some point, he peters out in the playoffs physically. Mm-hmm. Year after every year. year
1: after year,
0: I get that. But every but year. also, Kyrie's had the majority of last season off, and he still got hurt. <laughs> so at the, he's, and he still yeah, got—he's going to come hurt. back healthy. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I'm saying I'm not saying it to say that I don't think that they could be good. I'm saying history says at some point a wheel falls off for Brooklyn. Sometimes oh, it's sure. two
0: wheels, you know. Sure. So. I mean, it has the potential to be all three, yeah. and it, and that's what I'm saying. That's the other and that's, thing too
2: is the whole reason KD didn't get traded wasn't because people didn't want him. People were not going to mortgage their future. They were not going to give six, right. seven first round draft picks mm-hmm. to to right. get a guy who well, was heading into get, his mid thirties. Yeah.
0: Sure, you, but but still, I mean, he's still one of the top. There's one three
1: guy that I would do that for in the league,
0: and you like. LeBron is the only guy
2: that I would be like, "Oh yeah, that guy's going to play another 5 years and not be hurt." Giannis? I I would tri- Well, I'm talking about guys who are
1: up there. No, no,
2: no, yeah, no. like the the guys who were superstar <laughs> that were superstars who are heading into kind of their twilight years. Yeah. The Chris Pauls, the James James Hardens, the KD's.
0: Sure.
2: You know, those guys. But I'm just saying, man, Brooklyn is not the one. Yeah. It's going to be Boston. Yeah.
0: I hear you. I I can see Boston. I can I still think the Sixers are gonna. Yeah, be and then look at the Sixers. Too. Next James year.
1: Harden looks yeah. good too. Like he he yeah. looks like he's slim. Looks like he's working on his game. It's like
0: he actually. It's like he actually hit the weight room in the offseason and not the strip club.
1: Dude, right?
0: <laughs> so he he he. he, well, cluck, they, he I'm still surprised he didn't. Come I to was Portland. just yeah yeah. <laughs> be glad he didn't come. Oh, I am. I'm not, I'm not saying I wasn't glad. I'm just saying so, I'm very surprised he did not come to Portland. All right. Moving on. <laughs> Eric's done with the Nets. I'm done. I'm
2: done talking <laughs> about that. We were talking about Dame. Yeah. And who had to go through. Then we get over to the Brooklyn Nets, who we probably won't have to go through because they're not going to get far enough in the playoffs to meet Damian Lillard. Right. How about... You just said you were talking about James Harden coming to Portland. James Harden comes to Portland. Do we get Shaden Sharp, who has been cleared for basketball-related activities? Really?
1: Okay. Sure. I like that.
0: that. That's amazing. But I would you rather have? Would you excited? rather have James Harden? Yes, and I'll tell you why. I would rather have James Harden because I know James Harden can play in the NBA. Hmm. We don't know anything about Shaden Sharp. We don't know if he can play NBA caliber basketball yet. Yeah, we'll and see. I'm not saying I'm not saying that he can't. I'm just saying he ha- he's not proven, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, him and
2: he and Chet Holgram. Her. Holmgren. Holmgren. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So what? Who did? S- I gotta ask you guys. Who didn't see that coming?
1: I saw the play that it happened on. Damn,
0: that that guy weighs less than KD and he's taller.
1: He looked so nice though the the first game. Like everybody was saying, he's the white KD and he's God and he's George Gervin <laughs> and he's this and that. Damn, man.
0: But you know what? Injuries uh-huh. happen, and and I actually feel pretty pretty bad for OKC. Mm-hmm. Like they got this stud and he's gonna. You know be the the centerpiece that they're gonna build their next dynasty around and then boom injury we know what that's like
1: yeah i mean and that yeah, sucks I mean, we're, it we're, sucks we're portland fans i mean we've seen it year after year after year with odin and roy and just uh Bowie. Bowie. i mean yeah and even and even
0: walton to an mm-hmm. extent after the championship mm-hmm. run mm-hmm. clyde what, what's that eric clyde Clyde, yes. I mean, it's it's a it's a really unfortunate situation for Chet and OKC. I hope he comes back healthy. I hope I hope it's not as bad as they think it is. Time will tell. We'll see. But I got I got something else to ask you guys. College football is back. It's time to enjoy the tradition, the fun, and the great offers from DraftKings Sportsbook. To celebrate the best time of the year, right now new customers can bet just $5 on any team and get $200 in free bets instantly, win or lose. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now use promo code TBPN. Bet just $5 on college football and get $200 in free bets instantly. That's promo code TBPN. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. 21 and up in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for terms and resources. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Tennessee, call or text the Tennessee Red Line at 1-800-889-9789. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. One per new customer, minimum $5 deposit and wager, $200 issued as 8 $25 free bets. In your basketball viewership, would you? what would you say is the highest level of basketball you've ever watched? This is a trick
2: question because there's like there's two kinds of basketball right there's an inner there's an entertainment value and then there's bat like a basketball purist like quality basketball in the truest sense that
0: it was envisioned what are you asking i'm just asking what you consider the highest level of basketball
1: so for me i, I, I would definitely break it down like this i would say that the the EuroLeague and stuff like that like it's a it's a very skilled league like it's a very you know team orientated league and stuff like that so it's like you you're not seeing guys over there and go go over there and average 35 and 40 points a game and stuff like that because it's more team laden it's more um it's more skilled but for me
0: mm-hmm.
1: i personally don't hear guys saying they're gonna go you know they're they're going to take their top talents to, you know, Greek teams. They're going to take their top talents to Chinese teams and stuff like that. They're saying they're going to go to South Beach. They're going to go to the NBA. <laughs> they're going to play here, man. And I just think that the, the best players want to play like in the NBA. You know what I'm saying? Like the best players aren't saying, you know, they're going to go anywhere else. So I what? I asked this
0: question because Mario Hazonia has come out and said that the NBA is not the highest level of basketball and it's actually the Euro leagues. And my my question now becomes to you guys, what do you what do you consider? What are the attributes of basketball that you look for? Like what what makes a league a high level of basketball versus something mediocre.
2: Before we go there, I want you guys to just Matthew McConaughey, "A Time to Kill." Close your eyes in the courtroom and let me just take you back real quick, All because right, there was a time right. in <laughs> in 2008, and if either of you say that you weren't worried, I know that you're lying because we're watching the gold medal game in 2008 between Spain mm. and the USA,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and you're really spooked that these boys. In the red, white, and blue are about to lose to these Spaniards. Sure, because it was close. I mean, I believe it was a four-point game.
0: But I and, think, that and also that might goes have been, back and that's the exactly team. What hold Gary's on, saying.
2: I know, but hold on. So then you go, well, this 2008 team is is the team that everybody thinks would beat the the 1992 <laughs> dream team, right? And if it weren't for Kobe Bryant going off in that 2008 game, there's a Really good chance that they lose, and is that and Spain that's the goes same year They goal. had
0: Carmelo playing center, right? Mm. They had
2: Melo, they had Dwight Howard. I mean,
0: LeBron. And this is why, yeah,
2: you can make a point that, like I we talked about before the show, that the NBA has the best athletes, which we all and the NBA might be the one league in the entire pro sports in America where you can take anybody who's athletic and turn them into something in a ba- as a basketball player. You can't do that with baseball players, you can't do that with soccer players, you can't do it with football players, but if you got a guy and I'm not going to name names cuz I don't want to call anybody stiffs, but there are guys in the NBA who are just tall and can run and they're developing them as they as sure. they go, right? Like there's seven a guy who just don't grow on trees there's a guy who's seven foot six that just played for boston and cleveland that uh it was on a roster for like three years you know and that doesn't happen when you go over to spain you have guys like literally like rudy fernandez came over to the nba and did very little made very little noise but he was in there punching on dwight howard based on the team game that the europeans play that put him in a position to be successful so right. you see, athletes who can cross over, run, jump, or faster—they're a little bit stronger. I would argue they're not better basketball players. You know, but they're
0: as far as technical skill is.
2: And I'm not talking bad. about yeah, your top thirty guys in the NBA. Those guys are the best at everything. Mm, but I'm talking right. after those first thirty and the drop off. I would say your talent pool is probably deeper in Europe. Right, and that's. But then,
0: but then, with that argument though, sorry Gary, okay. sorry for you stepping good, over here, but. With that argument, you're saying the top 30 players in the NBA are the best at everything. If you have the best 30 players, that's you spread it out. That's one player per team. But you don't. The
2: best, because you, your top 30 players in the NBA, 40% of them are from Europe.
0: Yeah, but they're still in the NBA.
2: But what I'm saying is when they go over and play on their national teams, you're still taking it, – it still applies. Like when they go sure. back and play for – the worlds or they play for the olympics or they go over there and play on their on their national teams you're seeing very little drop off and they can play two. those guys can play two different ways like a guy like luca can go over to europe and play an average 10 you know 10 12 points eight rebounds and six assists he's still the best guy on the court but he's playing a much different game than he is when he's isoing at the top of the key running a pick and roll In the nba he's able to put up 30 10 and 10 you know Mm -hmm. because the game is just Mm -hmm. so much different over here right so i i think i think your top 30 in the nba are better than your top 30 uh i guess you'll say top 15 or 20 because you some of these 30 you're going to be playing overseas and are from overseas Sure. sure but like top to bottom in the league I mean there's guys in the nba that don't have business playing basketball and we we know who they are we're not going to call them out but you go over to europe and the guy in the bottom of the bench is like still knows how to play like a solid quality team basketball game it's like kind of like high school or college you know like
1: right and i think you have functional guys yeah like basically like for me like it just comes down just to upbringing and stuff like that because it's like you know like over there i mean you could see guys like rubio or you know some of these other guys starting to play pro when they're very young and i think that it comes right. down to like a skill asset but like here like when you're looking at players here like with the the aau circuits and stuff like that it's not it's not really about like spending like a multitude of time practicing and working on skills and stuff like that it's just more about getting as much games in as possible you yeah but like, right. we watch matters yeah,
2: I watch those AAU games, man. I've been to some a yeah. bunch this summer, and I'm like, this is terrible. Like, oh yeah, I love all the dunks. I love yeah. guys just dribbling and pulling up mm-hmm. from three. But I'm like,
1: right, this shit doesn't look like basketball. This is like a showcase. Yeah. Like
2: every game was just a yeah,
1: showcase. That's
0: exactly what it is. Right, and
1: like my my son plays like in a AAU team now, and I like i you know like I'm I'm watching him and stuff, and like it's just interesting just to see you know just. How, how it just seems like it's not really like a, a a lot of time you know focused on post moves and like for me like like I love watching skilled big men like mm-hmm. I love mm-hmm. I don't know it's like I, I I grew up on you know Hakeem Patrick Ewing Robinson like like all these guys that like knew how to grandma use Ma. yeah right yeah. grandma Ma, like like all these guys that knew how to use their body and use leverage and use angles and stuff like that and like for me like that's why I like. Uh, Joel Embiid now, because he's a big okay. dude and he knows how to use his body knows how to use angles and leverage and stuff. yeah right right. And it's just yeah. like some of these guys you know like whether you see him in college or whether you see him in the pros like if they aren't dunking the ball if they aren't catching lobs um, you know there was a guy that that used to play for the Grizzlies before like if he wasn't dunking on people you know they, they compared him to Shaq like he wasn't really doing anything
2: okay so right. we're talking about Chet right yeah. You think about Chet; they're going to start him in Oklahoma City. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's just take that whatever Oklahoma City he's team he's on, and let's go back to 1995 and match him up against Hakeem.
0: Done. He's a he's a one and done. He's Bar- not playing in the NBA.
2: That's the again. second. That's the second pick of the NBA draft. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Barbecue chicken.
2: Five. Five years from now, <laughs> and then, so then I'm gonna I'm gonna go one further. Just be real. We're gonna say we're gonna say Chet in twenty twenty seven. We're gonna take him back and have him play against nineteen ninety five Akeem. In my mind, I'm like, still not gonna be it's gonna be nothing. I mean, you can't you can't teach that footwork. All these guys want to do is shoot threes. Like that dude's. These guys are chuckers. I, the kids on my my son's AAU team. They're giants. Mm-hmm. Some of one of these kids is like six foot four in seventh grade, 6'3, three, seventh grade. Jeez. You know what he's doing? Mm-hmm. Shooting, mm-hmm. Nothing but shooting, mm-hmm. step backs, mm-hmm. euro also, euro step floaters from look, I'm twelve feet. I'm like,
0: I'm <laughs> as much of a of a uh, traditional big man, you know, enthusiast as the rest of you. But at the same time, isn't that also kind of teaching positionless? Excuse me, positionless basketball. Is it better I mean, basketball? You don't. You don't. I think it is, because you can exploit a big man that can't handle the rock. Yeah. If you have a big man that can handle the rock, but also has some post game, who can also shoot beyond the arc and stretch out the defense, that's I, gonna create some problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So as I get a it. Coach, I, I would get tell
2: it. you, I I would say. The way that I combat that is I don't try to beat you defensively. I just try to force you into tough shots. But on offense, I'm going to make you work because I know that you got long, stringy guys. And I'm going to do everything I can to bang and be as physical as possible and wear you down.
0: Sure, if you're trying to win a game. But if you're coaching young kids, isn't it about teaching them? versus winning games no i mean i get i get it's about winning sure in in a is it, it also is. isn't it also about teaching these kids different skills to improve their games well that's how it is
2: right now right so the the kids play that's what i'm saying basically club ball which is glorified summer practice for them and then they go into their school season and they're supposed to live in their fundamentals but the problem is that's not really how it works when they get to high school right like those which is why you have you have certain guys who play high school ball and also play club ball, and they're significantly better when they're playing AAU than they are in a system mm-hmm. because they don't understand how to play. So when you're talking about playing positionalist basketball, yeah, that's great, but you're, you are you got to be putting it together. That's not
0: necessarily what I'm saying, though. I, I, I think maybe I'm not expressing what I'm saying or what I'm trying to say. When I, when I say positionless basketball, all I'm saying is that you want to teach. Don't just teach a tall kid how to bang in the post, right? Don't just teach a small kid how to shoot threes. Mm-hmm. Teach them right. both how to bang in the post. But, teach them both how to shoot threes. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. overall, it's going to improve both of their games.
2: So, the two best centers in the NBA right now.
0: Nicolette. Jokic and Joel Embiid.
2: Yeah, both those guys can shoot to an extent, right? Like we could say they're they're quality shooters. Ninety percent of their work is back to the basket.
0: Yes, and that's what I'm. I'm not saying don't teach them that. Uh, But what I'm saying is you play to your strengths. but, But exactly. So
2: if I have a six foot four kid who I can get up to 160 pounds by the time he's in eighth grade we're going to start at the basket and make our way out. We're not going to sure. start out and make our way in and te- make them think that they're sure. guards. You know, we're going to make them as effective as possible using the skills that they already possess, okay. which you can't you teach. That. That's what I'm
0: saying. You know, but the stuff you can't teach should come somewhat naturally. Anybody can
2: shoot Tim. Like you could teach anybody to shoot. Shooting is not,
0: I would argue that. I've no, seen your shot. <laughs> shit. I will wet you out of the gym. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> no i hear what you're saying i do you can teach anybody i just don't, ag- I just don't agree you, you you got a shooting coach you get
2: a lethal shooter in the gym with a dude he'll teach you how to shoot a basketball right oh myers 100
0: Le- yes. percent myers
2: leonard is a is a good example of a guy who learned how to shoot did that shot look like an nba shot no no but myers had a wet one had a squirt sure. gun dude
0: sure but that's, that's also an example of, of what you're talking about, where the big guys just learn how to shoot threes versus... He didn't, though. When he,
2: go watch him at Illinois. That's what I'm saying. You go watch where he started. He was blocking shots. He was dunking. He was back to the basket, hook shots. Sure, but
0: as soon as he got into the NBA, that his post game disappeared. I remember, and look, I'm a big Myers fan. I think he could have been pretty damn good, but he would always play defense with T-Rex arms. Right, he'd be going around for rebounds with T Rex arms. Like that's you got to box out. You got to get your hands out. You got to put them up. The right? The Kevin, the Kevin Willis effect. Kevin Willis had tiny old arms too, <laughs> and was huge. I'm just saying, man. Like, like that's a prime example of what you're. To take it about. all back
2: though, what I was saying, there's a skill set, right? That yes, we were talking about American players and how a lot of it has to do with one-on-one showcasing. Gary mentioned AAU. That's not how it is over there, man. And I'll tell you another reason why is these state-sponsored guys, these schools, like wherever they go. I don't even know if people in Europe go to school anymore. I don't know how that works. (laughs) But they're playing basketball regardless of whether or not they're a basketball player. They're playing basketball three hours a day, Mm -hmm. six days a week. They're going to camps. They're learning how to dribble. They're learning how to do everything. Every, you know, They're basically running doubles and then learning how to play basketball in a system. Yeah. I'm like, I think you have the best athletes and the best overall basketball players in the U.S., but you probably have the most fundamental and more team-oriented guys in Europe.
0: I will 100% agree with you on that. 100%.
2: Luka is a great example of a guy who's just coming over and taking, being the best player in Europe. Coming over to the NBA and going, wait, you guys aren't gonna, you're not gonna, you're not gonna guard me from here. Okay, let me just step back and wet this. <laughs> you know, I, let me ask you, Gary, you play basketball and you coach mm-hmm. basketball, right? Well, why don't they force Luca to the right side of the floor? Why do they keep letting him go to the left side of the floor? Like that's his whole. The guy plays on half the. He only plays on half the floor.
1: Yeah, it it might be one of those things to where it's just pride. You know, to where to where they see him and they're like, man this guy's literally running like a molasses. Like, the dude is so slow, he, he he can't move, but you gotta respect his game. Like, he's a shooter, he'll post you up, like, he could drive, he's got mid-range, he's got all, all, all these different things, but he might be a fraction more athletic than, than Zach Randolph, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean,
2: I watch that and I go, the guy, he loves his left side because... Yeah. The way that he shoots, you know, his shooting form—he's got that right leg forward, so his shooting posture is yeah. here. Yeah. So, I mean, he just—he's able to just step into it. When he backs up, he's already stepping right in the right direction. I'm like, force this guy right. Let's see what he can do right.
1: Yeah, dude. Do the right side of the floor. Yeah, I. I, I love watching him play. Because, I mean, for me, I, I mean, I've said this before, but I like watching guys that are, like, not overly athletic. Like, guys that just know know how to use their body and stuff. And, I mean, like it's not like he's the biggest guy. I mean, he's, you know, he's a big dude for a point guard, but he's not jumping out of the gym. He's not overlay athletic. You know, he's not. he, he He's he, cold, though. He, he probably couldn't beat us in a foot race. And he's going out and he's killing cats. So, yeah, you go look Have at him. You... you look at a guy like, um, like,
2: jokic like joker yeah, joker is yeah. incredible yeah. those are guys who should not i mean in theory based on what we see from american athletes yeah. going through our system through high school through college like we should we should not see nicole jokic be dropping 50 points on guys heads but also we should not see luca yeah. do that stuff right but also but too, that's like, a product yeah. of europe
1: you can kind of see like how they're they're Training and stuff like that is different like they're they're training them to be team orientated like they're training them, You know, to have like an all-around, you know, that's outside. the other thing. Look at those guys. Those
2: okay. guys pass the ball those guys sense. Those guys pass they rebound.
1: Yeah, and then like it seems like they love to pass the ball too And they love to you know create for their teammates just as much as they love scoring You know what I'm saying and like it's mm-hmm. like it's just like a different it's just like a different atmosphere
0: it's a different mentality, you know? Oh, yeah. In, in the U.S., if you're playing basketball, you have to have the Mamba mentality, right? Mm-hmm. You have to have that killer instinct, whereas in Europe, it's not so much the Mamba mentality about scoring. It's, it's, it is it's that team game. I was going to ask you guys... Would you say... So, you I were, got this here. I want to talk... Hold on. Hold on. Would... Well... You guys were just talking about European players like Luka and Jokic being slow and this and that. Besides Giannis, can you guys think or recall a athletically gifted European player that dominated the US, the NBA?
2: Dominated or
0: (sighs) Yeah, I mean you think of it this way, like Right now, Dirk you've got guys coming again. Slow.
2: No, Dirk was not. You guys were like, you only remember. On, old Dirk. no! Dirk played till so he's forty. I remember.
0: <laughs> I remember Dirk putting it down on us year after year after year. I remember the quote-unquote athletic Dirk. Uh,
2: dude, I am telling you right now. I will bet you a. I will bet you a case of these that if you go back and watch, uh, '99 through 2005, Dirk like through his first finals not slow at all was ridiculously fast Hmm.
1: but i think that i don't buy it but i think that for me like when i think athletic players when i'm thinking like sean Kemp, i'm thinking blake blake griffin i'm not you know
0: right well what i what i'm saying like the 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 first name that comes to mind is andre krilenko uh he was athletically gifted yeah he was a little awkward yeah but then, but then I got to thinking about the Blazers. Rudy Fernandez. Rudy, yeah. yeah let's talk about Rudy. Mm-hmm. That guy had stamina for days, right? Yeah, he could jump. And, mm-hmm. and he was he was like, I think to quote John Lakrovka, he was like the LeBron James of Spain, right? And when he came over here, he could jump, he could run, he could shoot. We didn't really put it together while he was here, and the one time he got cracked hard by Trevor Ariza that was all she wrote Mm -hmm. can you guys think of other European players that have come over to the NBA like with 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 a fitness like or athleticism like Rudy Fernandez that actually dominated the league like Jokic or uh old boy from Dallas
2: yeah I say I would say Dirk did I would say Paja could play yeah okay, I'll give you Peja. Stojakovic could play. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else? I mean Rubio. Rubio can. Like those guys came over and played. I don't played. think he dominated though. No. Probably too young to remember Sarunas Marcelonis, but he got hurt. Otherwise, he was like a twenty point per game guy for Golden State.
0: You just you really just said I was too young. I'm like practically the same age as you.
1: But I'd say yes. But I'd say like this player didn't didn't dominate. But he came out and won some championships. Right. So, Tony Ku coach. Yeah, Ku coach.
0: Yeah, but he didn't dominate. Yeah. Petro, he contributed. Yeah. Petrovich. Okay, yeah, Petro. Petrovic, yeah. yeah. Okay. Della Shrimp. I'll give you that. Did that did De- dominate though? Nah. Dett was a. He was really good, but I don't know if he would dominate. Like that's what I'm saying though. Like, he was six. I think he was two times six, back to back six man of the year. He was but an all star. with. What is it with European players coming over here and only being that dominating force when they're slow or maybe not as athletically gifted Powell? as Pau
2: Gasol, Mark Gasol?
1: What about uh DeMontis? Boris Sabonis. Dio?
2: You
0: can't you yeah, can't.
2: Yeah, Demontis say Sabonis, Dio? Boris diao
1: Boris Diaw.
0: Like those
2: are guys Sabonis who...
0: was wasn't Sabonis born in Portland? <laughs> Come on, guys. He was. <laughs> Come on. Uh I'm just saying, like, like it's, a... it's 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 an interesting concept uh, that a lot of these uh, European players that are actually here's like, what I will in, say in, the, in the top echelon of the league mm-hmm. are not the most athletically gifted, and I think it goes back to what you here's guys what... were talking about, saying that the the European system over there teaches more of a team game and more of like an all-around game versus just going out there and scoring, yeah, and being being that powerful force. Well, that's what season. I said. You
2: know, if you're asking me what I like or what I think is better basketball or where do I think more entertainment and better athletes are, you know, because if I was really going to say, like, oh, where do I see this purest form of basketball? Go watch a girls varsity basketball game.
1: Yeah. Man, it's... Go watch the WNBA. It's it is so funny because I'll, I'll tell people that all the time. But like Look, female players are so skilled and I will never forget the time my son played against... Females like, like in like a real game for the first time, and boy, he came out with a new perspective. They're doing crossovers, <laughs> like hezzies like sh- shimmy shakes, and all this stuff, and taking him to school.
0: Yo, fourth grade, <laughs> fourth grade. My entire team got whooped by the girls' team. I mean, decimated. They were amazing. Yeah, I'm. I'm 100% with you, honestly. If our listeners out there have not checked out a WNBA game, and if you're truly a fan of basketball, it's must-see. Must-see. The playoffs are right now. You have to go check it out. You have to. There's excellent basketball going on right now. Mm -hmm. But I got to say, guys, we got to wrap it up there. We've been talking entirely too long. Big shout out to you guys for being on the show, and please join us on the next episode where we will get me a nickname discuss even more ridiculous topics we will get Gary a nickname not Karina (laughs) we'll go with Karina we'll go with the assassin (laughs) we'll do whatever but big shout out to you guys my co-hosts Eric the Encyclopedia Foster Gary nickname to be announced Hassan the Basketball Podcast Network, DraftKings, and especially you, our listeners, Twitter followers, and Bucket Busters. Keep reaching out to us on Twitter at Busted Bucket with your comments and questions. We love building community with you all. Don't forget to rate, follow, and subscribe, and leave a review if you're digging what we're saying. Be good to each other, Rip City. We'll catch you next time on the Busted Bucket Podcast. Thanks for listening.